Welcome to the Pacific Point Church Podcast, where we're learning to love and live like Jesus. During this half hour, we're praying that God will direct, encourage, and speak to you. If you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. <laughs> How are you guys? Good. Welcome. Everybody's like three, four rows back. Is it because I think last year week I scared everybody off about subject matter? But hey, here we are. Here we are. It, uh, we are. We are in this series on the the Holy Spirit, and uh, um, we we've talked about a number of things. We've asked, "Who is he? Is he a person?" We have uh, talked about and made kind of some jest. Is he Pentecostal? Is he charismatic? And talked about what that, that really means within the context. I got a little feedback. Is that, can you hear that? Sorry, Joey. Oh, thank you. Um, and then we, uh, uh, but, but, but within all that, the number one thing that we wanted to grab a hold of was this. Um, if you don't see the Holy Spirit as a person, if you see him as an it, if you say it, then you're missing a relationship with him. The, if we can get anything out of this series, it's that, that you, would, you would look at the Holy Spirit in a different light as him, a third person of the Trinity, that he is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are three in one. That's what we want you to grab. And this week, we're going to hit on does he baptize? So Linda, about two weeks ago, sent me a text Finally going to answer. She said, "What talk to me and, and text. And she's like, about the, uh, the Holy Spirit and baptisms. Are there two baptisms? Are there 18 baptisms? Are there 20 baptisms? I don't know. What, what does that look like? And I, I did not answer your text. I'm so sorry. I should have explained a little better why I didn't. But I knew this was coming. I said I was going to get to it. And I'm getting to it this morning now. That's okay. Your mom answered. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you got to watch Shirley, you know. She, her, yeah. So hopefully I won't contradict uh, Shirley today, and neither of us will contradict the Bible. So that will be good. Hey, will you join me as we pray before we get going? Father, I, just, I pray that you'd speak to us this morning. God, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, I pray that I would step aside and that you would speak through me. Lord, let clarity, um, Lord, uh, rule and truth of your word. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. This is always something that people, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or baptism of or in the Holy Spirit, and I want to hit three things or three baptisms today that I see, that we see through scriptures. There's not just this one, and, 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 and universally people would agree upon and say there's one. The reality is that even without knowing it, they agree that there's two, but I want to show you how scripture builds uh, a foundation and says that there are three baptisms, and I, I find it, I'm going to show you some symbols, and I'm going to show you some things that it's real interesting, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we have the baptism, the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus, the disciples baptize us in water, and Jesus baptized us in the Holy Spirit. And I want to just kind of break those down today for you. And I want you to, to as we've been going through this, this series on the Holy Spirit, to really just open up your heart and go, okay, God, let me, uh, let me hear from you and what you might say to me today. 
And the first two I'm going to go through really quick and then really kind of dive into the last one. But this, this one, the, the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. You know, our eyes are blind. We don't see anything, the Bible says very clearly. And the, 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 the scales are taken away so that we can see. And we see this in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. We're all baptized by one spirit. In other words, we all baptize into the spirit, by the spirit, into Christ Jesus. That's salvation. And, and no one disagrees with this. This is universally, theologically accepted and believed. Baptize us into the body of Christ. That is salvation. That's what takes place. Then the controversy we, we, we see is, do we need to be baptized in him? The controversy comes after that, where they go, okay, when we receive Jesus, which is true, we receive the Holy Spirit, and, and the, the argument is, well, we don't need any more baptisms. Well, let's, let's look and see what Scripture says. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The disciples baptize us in water. Water baptism. It says this in Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. Two totally different baptisms, would you agree? One is baptismo in submission of water. One submission of the Spirit in salvation. And then in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, that's what we're baptizing. Water baptism is, is, is a sign. But it's not just a sign. It's so much more than that. It's a picture of the cutting away. When we see water baptism, what it is is the cutting away, the Bible says, of the old man. It's literally the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. As Christ went into the grave and then he was resurrected on the third day. Water baptism is a picture of us going in the water, God cutting away that old man, that old sinful nature, us coming up and resurrected anew as in Christ. So that's water baptism. So we have Jesus, or the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. We have water baptism. Here are the, the three that we talked about. Now I want to spend the, the bulk of my time in Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? What does that mean? What, what, where do we see that throughout scriptures, Old Testament and in the New Testament? Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. We see it first in Matthew 3.11. It says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, he wasn't talking to the disciples. Why wasn't he talking to the disciples here? Anybody know? There were no disciples they hadn't come yet. We're, we're, we're looking at days from then, and a, a few chapters down before Jesus gathers disciples. The apostles had not been established yet. Yet Jesus, so when, when one of the arguments is this, that, that it was for the, just the disciples, just the apostles, just for that time. But very clearly he says, look, the disciples hadn't been established yet. And it says, he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's what we see in Acts 2. What do we see? The fire came down. And the power of the Holy Spirit rested on each one of them. 
here's where we get into some of the semantics of, of what uh, uh, the, the arguments may be. But you, you, when you look at the Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus, and Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit, they're two totally different things. The subjects are completely different. You have to look at the grammar of what is being said when you look at two totally different subjects that are there. See, the Holy Spirit introduces you to Jesus, and Jesus introduces you to the Holy Spirit. Stay with me here, okay? Because that, okay, the Holy Spirit introduces you to Jesus. Your eyes are opened, and you see Jesus, and you come into this relationship with Jesus, and, and it's this, this revelation that is given to you by the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus, when you come into relationship with him, who says in John, he says, it's good that I leave because I'm sending you a helper. Remember, we talked about the comforter, the helper. He says, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Let me introduce you to the Holy Spirit and the power that I want you to walk in as a Christian. The Holy Spirit baptized in Jesus. The disciples dunk, take you in the water, pull you out. Hopefully they pull you out. Jesus baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Okay, there's, there's a lot here. Let me just kind of unpack some of it for you right now. When you look at the Gospels, we have four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The synoptic Gospels are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They are the most alike. If you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you'll read story and you go, wait, I just read that story when you read in Matthew and you go to Luke. Or you go to Luke um, and, 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 and you see the, this very similar writings in each of those three books, okay? You know what I'm talking about? You agree when you read and you go, well, those are called the synoptic gospels. There are four gospels. And in the four gospels, there are only um, uh, five subjects or things that were spoken about in every one of the five or four gospels. Only five things were tackled in every one of the four gospels. One, which you would think, the birth of Jesus to the death of Jesus, those two make total sense. The resurrection of Jesus, of course. All three of those make total sense. The feeding of the 5,000. I think that was about God's uh, uh, grace and mercy and, 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 and what God wants to do in our lives as we trust him. But the last one is kind of interesting. Only in the four Gospels do we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God chose five things. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is one of those five. I'm trying to kind of build a case through Scripture. Whenever you build a case in Scripture, you don't do this. Read one sentence and go, thus saith the Lord. You read from Genesis to Revelation, and it's built throughout the Scriptures. If anybody ever tries to build a theology in your life or teaches theology to you that is built around one Scripture, and you can't argue, you can't sustain it in the Old Testament, the New Testament, throughout I'd probably step away and go, not going to touch that one. And I'm trying to build this case. But we look at the four Gospels, five things that were, were spoken about. Let's look at them. In Mark 1.8, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He will baptize. Who is he? Jesus. Speaks very clearly. I'll baptize with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Mark 1.8. In Luke 3.16, John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. 
Again, Luke, very clearly. says, Jesus is coming, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John 1.33. And I myself do not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Jesus. Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, the scripture that we hit prior or in the beginning was this. I baptize you with water for repentance. That's salvation. That is, I, I come into a relationship with Jesus. But one after me comes more powerful than I. And sandals I'm not worthy to carry. And he baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and fire. See, it, it, when you look at this word, it's, it's very systematic. And we have a church that's walking around, and, and the reality is they're fairly illiterate. And they like to make argues, or they like to argue and make and build cases around, uh, around theology that, that, that they really don't understand. I, everything that I'm saying to you today, don't just walk out and go, oh, yeah, he's right because he's John and he's really smart. Because we all know that's not true. my encouragement to you is to dig into God's word. Is to go, okay, what did he say here? Let me, let me go through the notes and see that this is true of God's word. Let me dig in for myself. Don't accept it because I say it. Accept it because the word of God says it. God uses me, speaks through me in his word. Have I ever made mistakes? Absolutely. But, but I'm telling you, as you get familiar with this word, as you sit on this word and you read this word and you eat this word and you take it in and you allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in your life, then we can see a church that has power and that's making a difference in this world. But we have this church that comes, what's my favorite line? Twice a month. We have this church that comes twice a month and they, they, they look at their Bible on Eastern Christmas and they say their prayers at dinner time. And other than that, there is nothing going on in their life spiritually. And they wonder where God is. And they wonder why their phone goes off in the middle of church. <laughs> I love it. It is this, this church in America today that has no power. And one of the reasons that we're talking about this series is that, and I've repented already, is that I want to be a church that has power, that is making a difference in the world. Not to do these crazy things and get on TV and, and people sending money and, and you know, selling uh, prayer towels and all that. I'm not talking about, what I'm talking about is your neighbor needs Jesus and the power of Holy Spirit that lives in you is the answer. Amen. And if you don't grab a hold of that, then... You'll come twice a week. You won't give. You won't go to small group. And you'll never engage your neighbor. And Jesus understood this. The Holy Spirit understood this. God understood this. I want to look at these three words in this next part. Salvation, water, and spirit. The connectedness of these three words. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. Salvation. The disciples baptized in water. It's water. Jesus baptized in the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I'm going to show you through scriptures, some more scriptures, how these all connect and how we see this throughout the scriptures. 
It's a pattern that we see. Saved, water baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. Saved, water baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what we see in the New Testament and the Old Testament. It says this in Acts 2, and I'll go through a few scriptures in Acts. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Very clearly he says, repent, that's salvation, be baptized, water, and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's these three, saved, water, baptized, and baptized in the Holy Spirit. We see all three in there. It's not just repent and believe, be water baptized, which is where a lot of us leave it. But he says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 8, verse 12. Remember this now. In Acts 8 is about, about five years after Pentecost. This is five years after the Holy Spirit falls in the upper room. It falls on all these people. All these people are getting changed, and they're speaking in tongues and miracles, and all these great things. are. Five years later, okay, so it's, it's carrying on. It says this in Acts 8, 12. But when they believed, Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So we should be good, right? We believed, and we were baptized. Let's just leave it right there, except... For the next couple of verses, that said this. When the apostles came to Jerusalem, they heard in Samaria, had accepted the word of God. They sent Peter and John to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers. Wait, they were already saved. They were new believers. They knew Jesus, correct? Wouldn't you say that's what that scripture says right there? They, there they, were, they, they might receive, he says this. Pray, oh, sorry, those parentheses messed me up. They prayed for the new believers there, that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not come yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Very clearly differentiating baptisms. Baptism into salvation. Baptism in water. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Saved, water baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Is this, are we, are we good? Are we, uh, some of you glazed over. I'm all right. We're good. We're getting this. You know why it's so important? Again, because I want to see power of Jesus in your life, the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are walking, like I said, walking around just trying to make it in life. God says, I have so much more for you. I have so much more for you. Acts 19. Acts 19 is about 25 years after Pentecost. It says this, while Paulus was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Okay, this is Paul. Do you know that guy Paul? Who wrote a third of the New Testament. Fairly intelligent. Fairly intellectual, fairly, you know, uh, theological. I mean, incredible. Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote a third of it. And he says, now think about this. If you received the Holy Spirit when you believed, why would Paul ask this question? If, if, if it was just this, hey, I received the Holy Spirit when you believed, which you do, but why would he ask, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Look at this. They answered, no. Wait, 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 hold on a second. 
They came into relationship with Jesus, so they believed. His Holy Spirit was in them. They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. That's a water baptism. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is an interesting scripture in, we see in 1 John. I want to show you the significance of three. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Of, of Jesus or the Holy Spirit baptizing us in Jesus, water baptism, and, 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 the, and the Holy Spirit baptism. It says this in 1 John 5, 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. The Father, Father God, the Word, which refers to Jesus. We see in Revelation 19 where it says Jesus is the Word. It's, it's another name used for him. And the Holy Spirit. And these three, so you can have three, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God, God the Son. And they can, they can be one. Okay, And what are they here to do? To bear witness to a supernatural life. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, bear witness to your supernatural life. And what I mean by supernatural is not floating in the clouds. What I mean by supernatural is you're set free from your sin. What I mean by supernatural is when you lay hands on people that they can be healed, both spiritually and physically. What I mean by supernatural is that we don't walk in this doldrums of Christianity, but we walk with a power and with a uh, peace knowing full well that God uh, sent his son to die for us and that we don't have to walk defeated in our sin or in our condemnation. But then he goes on and he says this, really interesting in 1 John 5, 8. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. What do they bear witness to? A supernatural life. But look at this. Salvation, water, and spirit. Water, what we talked about, water baptism. Blood, blood is also referred to as salvation, the blood of Christ that, that, that washed away our sins. So it's connected to salvation. Spirit, again, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit baptizes us in Jesus. The disciples baptize in water and Jesus baptizes in, in the Holy Spirit. We see these three. It's hard when you look at Scripture to argue that they are not true. Let me take you, I'm going to take you a little bit into the Old Testament as, as we finish up. 1 Corinthians 10, obviously that's not the Old Testament, 1, 2, but it'll lead us there. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and into the sea. Now, you, it, Moses was a type of Jesus. He was a picture of Jesus. Moses was a savior to the children of Israel. He was a type of savior. And when we look at the cloud, it says they were all under the cloud. What did it say? They, they followed the cloud by day and then what at night? The fire at night. 
So we have Moses, who's a type of a savior. We have the cloud and the fire that they are following. And then we see the sea. You remember the children of Israel pass through the sea as a picture of water baptism. So in the Old Testament, we see these three coming together. We see salvation in Moses, this type of deliverer. We see the cloud, which is the Holy Spirit. And we see the sea, which is the water. Salvation, water, and spirit. Okay, I'm going to finish with this. My excellent drawing skills. This, when I was... uh, Reading and seeing this 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 week was total blessing. I don't know if I can turn this thing around. So the tabernacle of Moses. God gave Moses a vision, and he said, uh, "He said, I want you to build this just as I have given you the vision of it." Can everybody see that? Thank you for thanks for your help. Don't get it. Don't everybody get up at once. Let me just let me just struggle here with this and sweat a little bit while you guys sit comfy and drink your coffee and donuts. It's all good. We're talking about salvation, water, and spirit. Okay, we're talking about these these three. Now, the tabernacle of Moses was to be very specific, and what we we see is is in the tabernacle. First and foremost, see there's only one way in. There's only one way in. What does the Bible say? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's only one door. And, and we have an outer court and what's called the inner court, which is the holy place and the most holy of places. That's where they enter into the presence. This is where God resides. This is where they enter in to the presence of God. So this is the tabernacle. Now, I, this is what's fascinating to me. All the symbolism and everything that we see in the Old Testament is connected directly to the New Testament. If you see something in the Old Testament, you will find the connection in the New Testament. It's not disjointed, it's not compartmentalized, but it's one flowing word of God that connects. And this is amazing when you start to see how God did these different things. So there's one place to to, to enter, and they wanted to get to God's presence. How do you do that? Well, you had to do three things to enter in and to ultimately enter into God's presence. Number one is you had to come to the altar where blood was spilled. You came to the altar where the blood was spilled. Huh. What does that look like? The first thing you do is you come into relationship with Jesus. His blood that was spilled for you and I so that you and I can have life. What's next? The next one is the labor of, of water. So the next thing you had to do once you came before the blood of Jesus or the blood of the, the sacrificed animal was you had to go to the labor of water. You had to cleanse yourself. There was a cleansing that took place. So the altar, then the labor, and then last but not least is the flask. I don't know what a flask looks like. A flask of oil. And they anointed him with oil. So you have the altar, which has to happen. Blood has to be shed so that you and I can have and stand before God and have relationship with the Father. So you come in, and then we go to the water baptism. We go, hey, let's get water baptized. That's a good thing. And, and the water baptism, 
Very clear. But here's what happens many times. Here's what happens. Oh, yeah, I want to go to the altar and accept the blood of Jesus to cover my sins. And I'm going to go, yeah, I'll go in the ocean and get baptized as long as it's summer and it's not too cold. I'm good with that. But then, then because of what, and we've all, I've done it, we, go, we do this. We do this, try to do this end around. And go, I don't really need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you know your scriptures, which I know you guys do, what happens when you don't do, well, let me back up. God can prescribe whatever God wants because he is, he's God. So if God says, I need you to do these three things before you come into my presence in the Old Testament, who's right, you or him? Yeah, thank you, Mindy, for that answer. So if you came into the, into the, uh, uh, into the, the, the altar and then to, to labor and then you skipped the anointing of oil went into the holy place or the holy of holies. What happens to you? Okay, go be very more specific. What happens? You die. You die. And we have this whole group of Christians that have come into this relationship with Jesus. And they got dunked. And it was good. And they're walking around trying to get in the presence of God, and they're completely dead inside. There's no power. How is it that, that, that this Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, and I walk around just completely beat down and, and discouraged? How can that be? See, because I love the way it all comes together. It's just crazy to me how the Old Testament and everything just kind of because you go through Jesus, first and foremost, the blood of Jesus that wash away my sins. And then the obedience, I go to the water, and I'm, I'm baptized in the water, and I come out, and the old man is cut away, and the new man is, is walking around. But the new man that is walking around has to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to walk in victory, or you'll continue to walk defeated. And, 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 and when you allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fall on you, and, and that thing, whatever that thing is, comes to you and tries to hit you again. You go, nope, by the power of Jesus, I can walk in faith and I can trust him. That doesn't mean that that thing won't come and, and you won't get hit with it. But what it means is this, that you can make it through it. It doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to good people. But what it means is the good people that understand that is the power of the Holy Spirit that allows me to go on so that when others see me in the midst of my mess, they go, how do you do that? And I don't make some religious answer go, well, I go to church twice a month. <laughs> See, no, the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me and resurrected Christ from the dead, that lives in me, gives me the power to walk each day and to have the attitude that I have. Mm -hmm. See, because when I go to the altar, I am dunked in the water, and I allow the anointing to come, I can sit in his presence. And he speaks. And he heals. And he directs. And he guides. He restores. He uses us. And we have a church that skips one of the three <laughs> baptisms 
we see in this word. And unfortunately, generalizing, there's not a lot of power. But I, I don't want that. And if you're going to come to this church, I'm going to press you on that. That may mean there's 50 people. I don't care, but I take 50 people that understand the power of the Holy Spirit that came through the, the resurrection of Christ and, and, and the cutting away of the old man. I'll take 50 people, 38, that will... That will <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lie I'm preaching the Holy Spirit uh, that, that, will, that, will, that are full of the Holy Spirit full of faith and full of power and making a difference with their neighbors and their friends and co-workers and their families and I am so far from being perfect so far from having this down but I'm trying to wake up and go okay power, Holy Spirit I need you today and I identify what I need the Holy Spirit for I need you to, to, I need the power so I can love her well. I need the power so I can be a good dad to these young men and, and the, the, the girls. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel every week. I need the power of the Holy Spirit so I can be the pastor that God has called me to be. I need the power of the Holy Spirit so that I can be the neighbor that I'm not supposed to be, not the other neighbor that I, I, I am way too many times. I love the way God works. I love the way he pulls everything together. And if by faith, if by faith you will step out, watch what God might do. Watch what God might do. That's great timing, Toby. I'm just going to leave this because I don't want to struggle and none of you are going to jump up here to help me move it, so I'm going to leave it right here. You know, as they come forward now, I, I, well, you can't see Toby. I don't want that to happen either. You can kind of see him. Okay, look at that. It's a lot easier. Oh, oh, oh thank you. That's Melvin. <laughs> it is, uh, it, I, I love being a part of this church, but I can't sit can't just sit and just be so I, I, I feel like God's my wife says it's the, the, the gift of thinning the crowd I say it's the gift of <laughs> I think it's the gift of, of, of helping and encouraging and, 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 and that you step into what God has for you this is a lot in a very short period of time uh, next Tuesday not this Tuesday but the following we're going to be at my office and, and we'll go a little deeper and we want to pray for those who want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit we want to pray for you so I'll, I'll keep you up on that but I, I want us to walk as a church as a people that are overcomers in Christ Jesus and this this is what God said we need to do let's pray thanks for listening to the Pacific Point Podcast if you would like to partner with Pacific Point Church and our church plants, you can download the Pacific Point Church app at the App Store or visit us at pacificpointchurch.com give. At that same site, you can also watch and listen to previous sermons, read follow-up blog posts and extended notes, and even connect with Pacific Point Church on social media. We hope you are encouraged today.